The Last Secrets The Final Mysteries of Exploration by John Buchan. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Last Secrets by John Buchan. Dedication and Preface. To the memory of Brigadier General Cecil Rawling, CMG, CIE, who fell at the Third Battle of Ypres, an intrepid explorer, a gallant soldier, and the best of friends. Preface. The first two decades of the 20th century will rank as a most distinguished era in the history of exploration, for during them many of the great geographical riddles of the world have been solved. This book contains a record of some of the main achievements. What Nansen said of polar exploration is true of all exploration. Its story is a mighty manifestation of the power of the unknown over the mind of man. The unknown, happily, will always be with us, for there are infinite secrets in a blade of grass, and an eddy of wind, and a grain of dust, and human knowledge will never attain that finality when the sense of wonder shall cease. But to the ordinary man there is an appeal in large, bold, and obvious conundrums which is lacking in the minutia of research. Thousands of square miles of the globe still await surveying and mapping, but most of the exploration of the future will be the elucidation of details. The main lines of the Earth's architecture have been determined, and the task is now one of amplifying our knowledge of the grinding and buttresses and stonework. There are no more unvisited forbidden cities or unapproached high mountains or unrecorded great rivers. The world is disenchanted. Over soon must Europe send her spies through all the land. It is in a high degree improbable that many geographical problems remain, the solving of which will come upon the mind with the overwhelming romance of the unveilings we have been privileged to witness. The explorers will still be a noble trade, but it will be a filling up of gaps and a framework of knowledge which we already possess. The morning freshness has gone out of the business, and we are left with the plodding duties of the afternoon. Some of the undertakings described in these pages have not been completed. The foot of man has not yet stood on the last snows of Everest or on the summit of Karstens. One notable discovery I have not dealt with, the great Turfan depression in the heart of Central Asia, far below the sea level, the existence of which was first established by the Russian Roborowski before the close of the last century, and the details of which have been described by Sir Oriel Stein in his Ruins of Desert Cathay and Serindia. But Sir Oriel's interest was chiefly in the antiquities of the place, and the more strictly geographical results have not yet been given to the world. Today, if we survey the continents, we find nothing of which the main features have not already been expounded. The Amazon basin might be regarded as an exception, and only a little while ago men dreamed of discovering among the wilds of the Bolivian frontier the remains, perhaps even the survival, of an ancient civilization. It would appear that these dreams are baseless. The late President Roosevelt did indeed succeed in putting upon the map a new river, 
the rio roosevelt fifteen hundred kilometers long of which the upper course was entirely unknown and the lower course explored only by a few rubber collectors a river which is the chief affluent of the madeira which is itself the chief affluent of the amazon but now all the tributaries have been traced and though there is much unexplored ground in the amazon valley it consists of forest tracts lying between the rivers all more or less alike in their general character and with nothing to repay the explorer except their flora and fauna africa is now an open book even though many parts have been little traveled the map of asia alone holds one blank patch which may well be the last of the great secrets the desert of southern arabia which lies between yemen and oman eight hundred by five hundred miles of waterless sands long ago there were routes athwart it and hidden in its recesses some great news may await the traveller but its crossing will be a hazardous affair for whoever undertakes it since he will have to lean upon the frail reed of milk camels for food and transport for the rest the problems are now of survey and scientific inquiry rather than of exploration in the grand manner i have many acknowledgments to make my thanks are due in the first place to mr charles turley smith who has contributed the chapters on arctic and antarctic exploration subjects on which he is especially equipped to write and in order to put the conquest of the two poles in its proper light has supplied a sketch of the long history of polar exploration i am deeply indebted to mr arthur r hinks the secretary and to mr edward hewood the librarian of the royal geographical society for their help and advice i have also to express my thanks to messrs constable and company for permission to reproduce illustrations and to quote from works published by them to major g h putnam and messrs seeley service and company for the same kindness to major f m bailey c i e and the british political office in sikkim for the story of the brahmaputra gorges and to my friends of the mount everest committee for their assent to my use of their beautiful photographs of that mountain j b end of dedication and preface